Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another segment of Lati Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, missionary to on deputation to the U.S. Territory of Guam. Thank you for joining us today. I hope and pray that you're having a wonderful day, that the Lord's blessing you, and that you've taken the time to read your Bible today as you join us here listening. Today I'm going to be speaking on a very important subject with it being Missions Monday, I'm going to be speaking on a very important subject concerning missionaries. And um, I got this idea to teach on the subject or talk about the subject really from a church questionnaire that my wife and I got the other day. And it's a to me, it's a very important subject. And honestly, it doesn't just apply to missionaries. It applies to Christians in general, really. But the subject today is knowing what you know. Missionary, it's important to know what you know. I say that as I'm looking at this questionnaire that my wife and I received to fill out for for a church for an opportunity to present our ministry at a church at a church down in Florida. And you know, my wife and I, we fill out mission questionnaires all the time. Uh, I believe within the past two months alone, we've filled out about a hundred missionary questionnaires. And but out of all of them, this one was the most impressive missionary questionnaire that I believe I have ever seen. And it got me thinking about how a lot of people don't really know, many of the topics brought up on these questionnaires. And this questionnaire was so thorough. I mean, I applaud the church that sent us to this, whoever took the time to come up with these questions. I applaud them for it because the tougher the questionnaire, the better in my view. Um, Because if you're a missionary and you're planning to partner up with a church or that church is wanting to partner up with you, you need to know exactly what the church believes And the church needs to know exactly what you believe as a missionary. It's just right that way, because I don't want to mess anybody up. I don't want people, I want people to get to know what they're getting. When when a church partners up with my wife and I, they're getting a Bible preacher. That's what I want them to know they're getting. They're not getting, um, pastor put it best this way to me, they're not getting a a chameleon, and the why a chameleon being a missionary or a preacher that says he believes one thing and yet does the complete opposite or believes another thing. And today I just want to focus on knowing what you know. If you have your Bible with me, let's start off with opening to Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Psalm 119, 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. I've noticed nowadays, and missionary, take heart. If you're a prospective missionary listening, or even a Christian, because this applies to both, this I mean, missionaries are Christians, of course, but this applies to your average Christian who isn't in full-time ministry. Um, this applies to you. It's important to to know what we believe. 
And I've noticed that a lot of, I've met, I've had the privilege to meet some great missionaries, missionaries greater than I will ever be. And some of them are some of the most knowledgeable people that I could ever meet, that I have ever had the privilege of meeting. They know their stuff. They can sit down and and tell you and trace back the exact history of the King James Version of the Bible. Do you know how hard that is? That's deep history right there. It's needed history, but it's very deep history. But on the other hand, I also know a lot of missionaries that don't know their basic Bible. That they couldn't take their Bible and show with you why a new convert should be baptized with full immersion instead of sprinkling. That's a serious topic. My wife and I, we're going over to Catholic-occupied Guam. Catholicism is the lead religion on the island. They sprinkle. Now, for those of you who don't know, there are they, there are different modes of baptism, different different ways of baptism. Only one of them is biblical. And one of the different ways is sprinkling. That's where they will take a child, an infant, and they'll dip their hands in the water. The priest will dip his hands in the water and pour some water on the infant's head and do a few things. That's sprinkling. That's supposed to save their soul. But, um, but salvation doesn't work like that. Neither does baptism. Baptism... In fact, the way baptism is, baptism comes from, the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which, guess what? It means full immersion, to fully immerse. In fact, if you actually study early Catholic doctrine and what they believed in the early days of the Catholic Church, they actually used to baptize full immersion, but it was due to the fact of... Uh, it, it was easier to just sprinkle them as infants than just to fully baptize. Now, is sprinkling wrong? Yes. Sprinkling is not biblical. Every time that you see somebody baptized in the Bible, it's full immersion. In fact, the very word means full immersion. So to say that sprinkling is the Bible is wrong. It's not. That's a whole rabbit trail. That's 100% free for you. I just thought I'd get that off my chest. It's been an argument that's been bugging me with different Christians and whatnot and their beliefs that they say that sprinkling is a mode of baptism. No, it's not. It's not full immersion. That's what the Bible teaches. But anyway, I've known Christians and missionaries that wouldn't even know any of that, that couldn't tell you any of that. But they say that they believe in full immersion baptism. You ask them, well, why? Why do you personally believe in full immersion baptism? They don't know. They've taken all that they believe and everything they say they know from their pastor or from some other Christian that has taught them in their lives. Now, you know, I'm all for looking up to a pastor or a Christian that's helped teach you and helped raise you as a Christian. But there comes a time when we as an individual, when we as the individual Christian, individual missionary, need to know for ourselves what the Bible 
teaches. A lot of people and a lot of Christians don't like to do that. Because guess what? That takes work. That means you have to start looking in the Bible for yourself to see what God says about a, about a certain subject. Now tell me which one, which one is easier. You looking in the Bible to see what baptism is and what, ba what baptism means? Or are you listening to this podcast and hearing me tell you what it means? Bear in mind, I could have told you anything I wanted to tell you. I could have, but everything I just told you from is from the Bible. I could also say that all I want, but you're not going to know until you start looking in the Bible yourself. Now, I am everything I teach is from the Word of God, is from the King James Version of the Bible. It's from the Word of God, the perfect Word of God, the inspired, preserved Word of God. But just for that as an example, the same reason why you bring your own Bible to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or whenever the weekly service is, is because the preacher preaches from the Word of God, but he could be saying anything he wants out of that book. You need to bring your own Bible and confirm that what the Bible is saying is what he's saying. Or what he is saying is what the Bible is saying. It worries me when I see many Christians, many missionaries. I keep saying Christians in place of missionaries by accident, but in actuality, like I keep saying, this applies to both. To either full-time ministry or those not in full-time ministry. It applies to both. We as a Christian need to know what the Word of God says. What does the Word of God say about salvation? What does the Word of God say about baptism? What does the Word of God say about tithing? Can the average Christian answer that? Can the average missionary answer that? Let me, uh, let me just say this. Missionary, if you're a prospectful missionary listening to this right now, you're a missionary on the road, or you're a missionary on, out on the field. If you cannot answer what is baptism, ask yourself these questions. What is baptism? What is eschatology? How do you go to heaven when you die? Ask yourself those three questions. If you cannot give yourself a Bible answer for any of those three, then you need to stop doing what you're doing right now. You need to stop listening to this podcast, and you need to go look it up. You need to go to your pastor. You need to ask him, give me a Bible reference on these subjects. Because if you cannot think of a Bible reason why you believe what you believe, then you re I don't really think you believe that. You need to make sure you know what you believe. The devil's going to try us. Do we did we forget that the devil approached Jesus, the very son of God, the one who gave the words of the Bible to the writers? 
He spoke the word of God. He went to he went to Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, and tempted him with the word of God. Now it was out of context. But had Jesus not known the word, then he would have fallen into Satan's trap. Satan used the word of God to tempt Jesus. And you know what was the only thing that beat Satan off? Now, it wasn't permanent. It was only for a season. But the only thing that beat Satan off was Jesus knowing scripture. Jesus knowing his scripture was the only thing that beat the attacks of the devil away. Now, he could have physically beaten Satan away. But he used that as an example to us Christians that if we want to live a victorious Christian life, if we, if we want to start fighting the devil, put on the armor of God and learn your scripture. I just want to look at a few things today. Psalm 119.11, like I said earlier, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. We need more knowledgeable missionaries. We really do. Honestly, we need missionaries that need knowledge and training before they go off onto the field. You cannot expect to go onto the field and just learn your doctrine when you get there. No. No, 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 no. How about you save your time, uh, yourself some time and heartache and you learn your doctrine now? That's the lesson I've had to learn the hard way. In college, I was implored to start learning doctrine. In my sophomore year, I actually started getting convicted on the fact that I had absolutely no Bible to back up anything that I said I believed. I had no Bible to back it up. I could lead a person to salvation, but that was about it. Baptism, couldn't point, couldn't point out why the Bible said full immersion. Couldn't even point out why the Bible talked about you You need to be baptized. Couldn't point out any of that. Guess what I started doing? It was not because we were, we were required to learn Bible doctrines at Commonwealth Baptist College that I started learning my doctrine, but it was out of my own self-interest. The fact that I realized, listen, if I'm going to go out on the field, if I'm going to start witnessing to these people, I want to know what I believe. You're, we're sending missionary. I've seen some missionaries get sent out onto the field. They don't know anything. Doctrine-wise, they don't know a thing. And guess what happens? They end up coming back from the field a year or two later. They're completely destroyed. They've gone completely liberal because the devil used that to get into their souls, into their minds, and start telling them, well, you know, the King James Bible isn't the inspired, preserved word of God. Where's the scripture for that? You can use the NKGV, the NIV. You can use all that. That's not wrong. Why do you, why is there only one way to heaven? I'm sure there's more than multiple ways. I mean, after all, isn't God Allah and all those other gods too? Aren't they all the same? Where's the scripture proving otherwise? devil starts messing with their minds that way. They come off the field, 
their lives, their ministry, and their families are completely wrecked because they didn't know what they believed. Folks, if we're going to go out into foreign countries or wherever you're planning on going, and you're planning on teaching people how to serve God, you're teaching people how to be saved, how to serve God and give the salvation to others, then we need to get our heads straight and actually give, actually learn proper Bible doctrine so we can give it to other people. A missionary going over to Africa to a little town where no one's ever heard of Christ can't just go over there and make stuff up and not have Bible for it. He needs to have Bible for what he believes to teach those natives so that they can then give the Bible to others and teach the same thing. If not, like I just said, the devil's going to get in and destroy everything. Folks, we need more knowledgeable missionaries. We need more knowledgeable Christians. I had a fella, I was watching TV with a fella one time. I forget what we were watching, but it was uh, some commercial or something, and that something really bad happened to this guy, and he looks over at me and tells me, oh man, well, that that's hell right there. I imagine that's what hell is like. Man's a Christian, by the way. Tells me, oh, that's what hell is like. I looked over at him, and I looked at him, and I asked him, do you really believe that? And the man I've known this man for years. He looked at me, and I love him. He's a great man. I don't say this out of disrespect for anybody. But he looked at me. And with that belief in his eye, said, yes. I mean, who are we to say what hell is like? I mean, hell is different for everybody, right? Wrong. That is totally wrong. The Bible gives a clear-cut description of what hell is like. And this man has been a Christian for over 30 years. What I'm just sitting back wondering, hang on, that, that's basic Bible doctrine right there. That's basic. Yet a Christian of over 30 years didn't even know what hell is like. Didn't even know that when Jesus was on earth, he spoke more of hell than he ever spoke of heaven. Why why did he do that? To warn us of hell. Hell is a place of never-ending fire where you fall eternally, where the worm dieth not. There's screaming and gnashing of teeth. That's a different subject for another day, but the, we need more knowledgeable missionaries. We need more knowledgeable, knowledgeable Christians in general. Look at what the devil's done to the United States of America. We can't even, we can't even understand which Bible is the right version because we don't even know our own Bible doctrine. Come on, folks. Our nation is a mess. Our Christians in this nation are a mess because we don't know our own doctrine. Folks, missionaries need to know their doctrine for partnering with churches. I've already touched on this, but 
when you're a missionary and you partner with a church, that church is investing in you. That Do you know how hard that church works for that money? That's the money of God. They are being stewards. That pastor is being steward, a steward of God's money right there. And for you to go and not know what you believe and take that money, you are willfully making, uh, willfully having them make a bad investment. That money will be completely wasted because you led them to ruin. I'm not getting on to anybody. Nobody has made me mad about this. Nobody has said a word. This is not, these are just hypothetical situations. No one in my life has done this. But I'm just out here trying to warn somebody that this is, is an actual likelihood. We need good Bible doctrine for preaching. Folks, once again, how are we going to reach some foreign native with the gospel if we don't even know what the gospel is? We need to know our Bible doctrine for reaching other people. I've heard it said before by a pastor. He said that most missionaries can't preach. At the time, I was thinking, oh, well, well, he's not being fair to missionaries. I've known many missionaries who could preach. But then I actually started paying attention to some sermons of from different missionaries and realized, yeah, most missionaries cannot preach. It's a painful truth. I'm not saying I'm the best preacher out there. I really am not. I know preachers 10 times better than I am, more filled with the power of God more than I could ever be. But part of the problem was just because they didn't know their Bible doctrine. You know, you know what happens when you start knowing your Bible doctrine, when you start having Bible to back up what you believe? You start being more confident in what you preach. It builds your confidence. So when you get up in front of a crowd of 10 to 500 people, and you preach that the only way to heaven is through the sacrificed blood of Jesus Christ, you can say that statement with boldness, knowing that the Bible, that what you just said is Bible truth. But some missionaries get up there and start making statements that have no Bible foundation whatsoever. And so guess what? The Christian that actually does have Bible foundation ignores them. Folks, if we want to start, if we as missionaries want to start reaching more people, if we as missionaries want to start doing a more effective work for God, then we need to start knowing our Bible doctrine. Folks, it, it doesn't just go for ministry, but as missionaries, we need to know Bible doctrine for our own families. Our families, men, we are tasked by God with raising our families. We are held accountable for what happens with our family, with our families. We are held accountable for that. The task we are given is a great, mighty task. And you know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I love my family and I love raising them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. 
I want my son to grow up knowing what his Bible doctrine is. So that when he looks at me and asks, well, why is stealing wrong? He'll automatically remember, well, that's covered in one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. The Bible clearly says it right there. I want him to know scripture. I want him to know Bible. He's three months old now. Guess what my wife and I have been doing? We've been doing since before he was born, was reading, reading him scripture. Folks, men, men of God. Come on, we need to know Bible doctrine to help raise our own families. We need to know what the Bible says on inspiration. We need to know what the Bible says on salvation. We need to know what the Bible says on premillennialism or pre-tribulation. We need to know what the Bible says on eschatology. We need to know our families are depending on us. I'm looking at the time right now. I only have about five minutes before this segment ends. Probably going to end up being a two-part video. I still have a lot more ground to cover. But there's a need for Bible truth. If you have your Bibles, turn over, turn over with me to 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You cannot have sound Bible doctrine if you don't know what the Bible says. There you have it right there. The Bible just flat out said this is uh, that was God putting his stamp of approval on this word of on this King James Bible, on this Bible that I'm holding. That was his stamp of approval saying, hey, use this for doctrine. This is what the church believes, is everything in this book. Use that for doctrine. Folks, the world needs Bible truth. We need Bible truth more than ever nowadays. We've gotten to the point that missionaries and Christians and preachers don't know their Bible, so we're influenced by the liberal crowd. We're influenced by the Calvinist crowd. Don't get me started on that. There is not a Calvinist bone in my body, and I will fight that idea. Not the people. Uh, not the people, but I will fight the idea with my dying breath that nowhere does the Bible support Calvinism. Nowhere. My This Bible says here, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Calvinists like to forget the whosoever part. I'm not attacking the person, I'm attacking the idea. If you're a Calvinist listening to this, then I urge you to read your Bible. Start learning your doctrine and realize that Calvinism is a false idea, it's a heresy, it's heretical. It's what it is, that's what the Bible teaches. The world needs to hear what the Bible says, not what Satan has told them, it says. You realize there's over 500 versions of the Bible? The NIV, KJV, NKJV, The Fox, CNN, MSNBC. Little humor there for you. In case you didn't pick up on the joke. But 
there's over 500 versions. There's even the Queen James Bible, where all where whenever the Bible gives a negative connotation to homosexuality, it changes it to a positive connotation. You just ruined what the Bible said. Why is it that we have over 500 versions of the Bible? Why is it? I, I just want to put this thought in someone's head. Why is it we have over 500 versions? Is it maybe possible the reason why is that the devil has put it in our minds, has made over 500 other versions of the Bible to throw us off and keep us confused? Because if we get confused, we don't know what God says. Or heaven help us, some Christian might think, well, if there's not one preserved word of God, is there? if there's not just one word of God, then how is God God? Because if God can make the can make the whole universe in six days, then how could he not inspire and preserve his own word? Guess what? You've just attacked the deity of God. Satan is attacking the deity of God. I'm almost out of time. Please join me with the second segment to this series on knowing what you know. This is a very important subject. It's been a burden on my heart for some time, and I, I beg you, please join me with segment number two. Thank you for coming in and listening today. Thank you very much. You guys have a nice day. Uh, Lord bless you, and we'll be praying for you. Bye.